Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Bob, seeing humor and hope in a crazy world. And I'm Bob. And I'm Father Dave. Hey, it's great to have all of you back listening to the podcast. Father Dave, it's always nice to see you. You've had a busy weekend. As have you. I know. It was a great weekend. It was fantastic. It really was. It's so fun to have the students on campus. So much fun. Did it rain too much on Thursday? I know you were like unloading bags and stuff. It didn't rain at all. Oh, that's a miracle. Not one drop. Wow. That's the power of prayer, brother. (laughs) Seriously. I mean, Wednesday, we were looking at building an ark. It was unbelievable. I've not been around when it rained that much all day. It was yeah. unbelievable. And yeah, we yeah. really like, Lord, please, because it's miserable if you're unpacking everything right, yeah. in the middle of rain. Not a single drop. That's awesome. It Pray, was. Praise it was God. Good. And our blessings for any of you that got caught in really bad weather this last weekend, particularly those in North Carolina and New York. And yep. uh, I guess it wasn't as bad as they thought it would be, which is always nice, but that doesn't mean it wasn't bad for some people. Yeah, so our prayers right. are with anybody who's been flooded, out of power, those other things that are that are going on. Yeah. Yeah, but it was great. It was just great having, you know, new students. They're yeah. excited and nervous and anxious. And one of the, actually one of the alumni who dropped her daughter off here told the story that when she was a freshman, her father was leaving campus and she was running after the car crying, saying, <laughs> don't leave. <laughs> oh, no. But it's always some of the faces on, on, on some of the students. It's really the first time they've ever been, you know, apart for a significant amount of time from their mom and dad. And it's not like, it's not childish. It's just, it's beautiful. It's There's beautiful. something really beautiful about it. You know, it's it's really in, touches my what heart. always amazes me is that sometimes it's the first time our students are on campus. Like they just heard of Franciscan. They I never, met someone last night. They never night. had a chance to visit and they're looking around like, so this is it. Yeah. I met someone last <laughs> it's night. Like you made a commitment without looking. Yeah, that's right. That's it's, awesome. Yeah. It's, Kind of like getting married, but I guess that's not true. Not, not, not exactly. Not at all. Not at all. Okay. Not at all. Anyway, it's not like that. I'll tell you what it's not like. <laughs> yeah. It's not like getting married. That's right. But yeah, I was walking back. We had a softball game last um, game match. Match, right? Match. Soft, not softball. Soccer is a match. Yeah. Okay, It's sure. not a game, right? It's uh, a match. Yeah, it, it could be a game. Okay. Last night, uh, the gals... It's, not, it's played on a pitch. On a pitch. The gals did wonderful. They didn't win, but they played a Division two team and just oh, wow. played really, really well. Under the lights, it was just fantastic. Such a great, great feel. Walking back, and there were two students just like that. They'd never been on campus before. They go, Father Dave, this is great. It's like, well... Good. You know, we're glad you're happy. Right. So yeah. And the, yeah, the moms and dads. And I was so pleased with the number of people who listened to the podcast. Yeah. That and was really, really fun. Yeah. It, it was fun. And, and yeah, I, I will say personally, I was just touched by the number of people who came up who, whom I've never met. And they said they were listening to the podcast and just prayers for my family. And, yeah. and it was, it was really, it was very, very touching and wonderful that, that hopefully this ministers to people's hearts. So Yeah, I had a fun experience. So my uh, third oldest son is coming here as a freshman. Bobby. And um, my first son came here. My second son is at another school, which we won't mention. The school or or the second son? (laughs) I will mention both. Colby's going to Benedictine, which is a great college. Um, But Bobby's coming here as a freshman. I guess when John was in orientation, maybe I was out of town that weekend. I didn't do anything. So this weekend, I just joined it in. Was it was the first you, yeah, time. Yeah. yeah, just listening to the talks. And um, yeah, that's when I had a lot of opportunities to meet people who uh, had, had you know watched or listened to the podcast. And what was really fun is they had a, um, on one of the nights, they had a, a dinner or like a snack thing at Bennigan's for everybody who was a parent <laughs> of a, an alumni parent of a kid who has so a fact, kid. Was there probably 120 people it was, there? It was packed, it but was it was fantastic. so many folks from my era, like yeah. that mid nineties time and just kind of seeing people and, and reminiscing and remembering. It was really, it, it was, was just a special, special weekend. It was great. Got to meet a lot of great students. Um, I, I want to give a shout out to a student. I didn't, oh, actually this is kind of an interesting story. So, um, 
Friday was advising day, and uh, it's a fun day. It's a, it's, a, it's a lot of work for the faculty. We, we sit in a desk, and we just see student after student after student. We just want to make sure the computers do a pretty good job. The registrar does a really good job, but we always just want to ask them and make sure that they're good with their classes, you know, just some hands-on, sure. you know, get to know them moving around. Well, so my my time was twelve to two. That was that was my time. But I had a I had a conference call that went late in the morning, so I was about to go up on campus, and then I realized I hadn't showered and I kind of looked like crap. So I decided I'm going to go for lateness with beauty as opposed to ugliness with timeliness. Mm. So I get on campus and I park my car up up by Egan. I'm texting people. Where's the advising? Where's the advising? Because I'm so organized. It wasn't in the emails. I checked. And the, the time I had done it before was down at the JC. So I'm, you know, I'm looking nice. I got my bow tie. I got my shirt. It was like 90 degrees outside. Yeah. So I'm like running. You may not recall. I ran into you as oh, no, you're running. No, no, okay, okay. And I And I would have said something choice to you if other people weren't around. So I, I ran down to the gallery. And of course, they say it's up in Egan, which is exactly where I parked my car. So I'm already starting to sweat. But at least that was downhill. Now I'm running back uphill and I meet some student. I hope I meet you in person because by the time I'm running past the library, I hear a voice that says, Bob Rice. And I turn and he goes, big fan of the podcast. And I, and usually I'd talk to people and I'm like, I'm late for a meeting. <laughs> Bye. So if that's you, please come and see me. So anyway, so yes, then I ran into uh, Egan and saw your cheery face. And yes. you were like, oh, oh, you don't know where the advising is. I'm like, <laughs> you're the yeah, best. If you only knew. Yeah, and I thought, well, at least there's air conditioning in Egan, so I will cool off. Well, for some reason in our room, there was no air conditioning. You're it welcome. Was, it was hotter in the advising room <laughs> than it was outside. I am now, the whole reason I was late was so I could look, you know, a little bit more presentable. Yeah, I guess it didn't matter. I take the tie off. I mean, you, it's not, it's not just like pit sweat. It's like chest okay, and belly okay, sweat. Okay, Bob. I've got paper towels. Bob. I'm wiping myself down. I probably look like I'm having a heart attack as I'm welcoming people to Franciscan University. So any student that got the joyful visage of my sweating self, my apologies. You know, we could have done, we could have done without that. Maybe we'll edit Parts it. of it. Parts Maybe of we'll it. save this for my Patreon subscribers. <laughs> that's, that's a good. Which I don't have any. That's a good idea. Nor, nor am I on it, but yeah, thanks for really, asking That's everybody. a really good idea. Yeah, that's a great idea. But we got some great emails. Uh, many cool. of them are uh, students who are here, okay. uh, which is which is super fun. We have a lot of teenagers who listen. Well, with that note, I, I, I do want to point out one yep. thing. Bob and I were talking about podcasts, and there's a friend of ours who's thinking about teaching a course on a podcast, podcasting. <laughs> right. And I said to Bob, I said, is that ridiculous? I mean, an entire course on podcasting. <laughs> that was but, another moment I had yeah, some choice. Yeah, and Bob says, yeah, a lot happens after you leave the room. It's like, oh. And before you show yeah, up. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. So anyway, thank you so much, Bob. There's a lot to go on with podcasting. So and of course, on. our whole marketing and communications group is still, is still working. Anyway, go but on. But anyway, funny email from, um, her name is Ann Kuski. <laughs> Uh, I like this line. She said, I admit that I found your podcast because I keep forgetting my wild goose password and was trying to find something new to listen to on the app that didn't need my password. There you go. <laughs> um, and also she prophetically at the end said, bucks and six. I'm catching up on emails. Oh, I would say. All right. Well, so this is what happened. So I was in New Hampshire and then I was on. So Microsoft Office, when you're not in Steubenville, requires like a 14-point verification. They text your they, grandmother. They text you. Yeah, yeah. You need a note from your mother, permission from your doctor, yeah, you know, yeah. a psychological exam. I mean, like, so I, I'm sorry, everybody. I, uh, I'm i a little bit behind, but um, thank you for that email, <laughs> I'm a little Anne. bit behind. <laughs> what? 
Is that like a Beavis and Butthead thing? <laughs> Maybe, sort of. <laughs> I'm a little behind. Like butt, right? Is that is it a butt joke? Just keep going. All right. A- Adam uh, is under 18. Hello, Adam. Um, of course, Sarah emails us. Uh, she's under. She's 16, listening from Minnesota. Good job, Sarah. Got an email from a guy. Um, he said he sent me a picture of the Guardians uh, statue for okay. the Cleveland. For Excellent. The, and uh, he said he was pleased to hear Dave come Excellent. clean on the yes, podcast yes. and admit Whoa. he was the one that he predicted does. this day. The oh. name is Rob Piving, Pivinka. Oh, that would be my brother. Is that Czech? It is. It is. He is. He. That's just like him too. Is it? Yeah, he, he, he wouldn't tell me. He'll just write the email and send it to you. <laughs> Good Lord. Maggie is a young listener, uh, only 11. That's and awesome. she thinks you guys are really funny, and I bet other kids would too if they listened. Way to go, Maggie. Wait, oh, sorry. It's Grace. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, Maggie's her mom, and she's obviously using oh, okay, her mom's okay. email. Oh, okay, so I kind of okay. looked at the top, but it's Grace. Okay, we so. have to send Grace But something. good job, Maggie. Get, get Grace's probably... address. Get Grace's address. You send us your address. We're going to send Grace as our youngest listener. She's yes. our official 11-year-old listener. Right. So, uh, Grace, send us your address. Or Maggie, why don't you send us your address, and then we'll send it to, uh, we'll send it to Grace. Uh, Kelly Poussin. And oh, I know, Chris, Kelly. Yeah, yeah. oh, do you? Mm-hmm. Well, here's a fun fact, because, uh, again, catching up on old podcasts. Di- do you know where Die Hard was filmed? I was going to say L.A., but I'm going to guess not. Salzburg. Really? According to Kelly and Chris Poulson. Well, I was just there with them. Did I tell them that? <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> was there a Die Hard tour Wait, no, in Salzburg? Because I would go no, on that over no, Sound but, of Music no, but we 10 were, times out of we 10. We were totally joking about it. Now I know what she's saying. Die Hard was not filmed in Salzburg. They're great. They're great. <laughs> oh, did we just contribute to the misinformation? Well, we just, we like to make the stories more interesting. Well, that sometimes, is more interesting. Sometimes the guides miss a few of the key points. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was wondering, I thought maybe, maybe one of them was. Yeah. What, wasn't like Die Hard with a Vengeance? That was somewhere in Europe. Yeah. Was it Iceland? Oh, mention this. This is unbelievable. So I... We now interrupt our emails for yeah. an important announcement. So I was, I, I, I don't exactly know how you download apps... Um, podcast from iTunes. That's or part of the like podcast that. class from, from we'll iTunes. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so I just I was googling this, and it came up that this podcast, Bob, they that hope, is in the top one hundred podcasts in Christian spirituality in Iceland. Yeah, baby. yeah, baby, we made it. And now we would like to welcome those in Iceland. They that hope. With Father Dave and Bob. I don't, what think, that? I don't, I don't know how, what Iceland but, people sound we like. Were, we were in the top 100 in Singapore, but we've slipped out. So yeah, we got to work on our Singapore get, crowd. to get back in the yeah, top Yeah, anybody 100. out there from Singapore. Come uh, on, come back. Share the word, share the word. Gabby is in fl- South Florida and 15 years old. Uh, also, my brother can relate to your needle, needle phobia, so I understand, Father Dave, how fun it is to tease Bob. See, I like Gabby. I, I did get an email from Caitlin challenging you to cribbage again. Know, it was a couple weeks old. Did you play cribbage with her yet? No, we met in the back of church, and I didn't have a board on me. All right, we gotta, we gotta. Maybe that'll. I'll put that on my Patreon okay, account. Good, I really got to start one of those now that I'm talking about it so much. Um, Fred is a seminarian in the diocese of Savannah. He's starting his year of theology, so we theologate. Good. Yep. Yep. We're praying for you, Fred. Fred. May may ble- may bless you. Uh, Joe is a junior in high school, and. Um, he watches the show and he's inspired by it. So that's really, really fun. Great. Uh, just a couple more. Um, okay. Another listener, David. Oh, well, I guess he's related to David, who's also a, uh, he's 14 years old. 
So I guess that's his okay, younger that's you his younger brother, which is great. Savannah suggests that we should have Jonathan Rumi as a special guest. We okay. usually don't have guests on the show. I would make that exception. We'll see. Maybe he'll take my place. Ooh. Then I'd be like talking to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and that's about, th- that's those, are, those are the teenagers so much, for the emails. Thanks for all your emails. There's a number of prayer requests. I'll be replying to these, and uh, we've certainly been praying for you guys. So. Great. What, what is that? Is that it's your? my ID. Just, okay. what's, our, what's our plug? Oh, right. Uh, well, it's about Franciscan. Okay. What makes someone a leader, a virtuous leader? Don't answer. It's rhetorical. Oh, okay. The Leadership Institute at Franciscan University helps students answer that question by forming them to be highly skilled Catholic leaders in the marketplace, in the church, and in the broader culture. The Leadership Institute uh, will offer leadership workshops grounded in Christian virtues, an executive leadership speaker series, a center dedicated to Catholic social teaching in the workplace, an entrepreneurship minor, that's really exciting, which is open to students in any major that will equip them to start for-profit or non-for-profit businesses and ministries that have a positive impact on the church and society. To find out more about the vision and mission of the Leadership Institute, go to franciscan.edu slash leadership dash institute. Amen. Amen. That's great. That's a new program. The entrepreneurship minor sounds really exciting. It is cool. Yeah. I love that idea of, you know, that they tailored it, you know, just to work with other majors. I think sometimes when you create a minor, you know, you get get kind of caught up in, you know. Has to be all business it, or something. Yeah, like that. right, right. And and the idea of the business program saying, how can we help other majors? I think that's just fantastic. Yep, yep. And uh, and it will be a really great gift for the church. Amen. 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 Um, praying for, uh, if you're watching the news, obviously the situation in Afghanistan is just heartbreaking. It is. It Any is. of the stories. So I'm, I'm praying. Yeah, there's so much that goes into it uh-huh. and, and people are frustrated and yeah, hurt and yeah, I was reading an article a military guy wrote that just felt really re- dejected and all the work that they done. I don't, I, again, it's complicated. They were complicated. there for about, about 20 years? Yeah, it's a very yeah. complicated thing, obviously. There was a, I think we were talking about the Babylon Bee did this thing that they they put a, oh, not Christmas. Uh, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, yeah, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> right. Thanks, I've gone blank. Chick-fil-A in charge of it and everything's fine now and it was right. their pleasure to help out and. Yeah, I think there's a general awareness. We we probably needed to get out of there, but the manner in which we did, yeah, didn't to, quite didn't quite yeah. cut it. Yeah. yeah, so we're we're certainly praying, and um, yeah, no, I um, yeah, I, I knew somebody who was in Afghanistan about a decade ago, and yeah, yeah it just feels like, you know, the yeah, we were just talking. One of our alumni yeah. was just visiting recently, and uh, yeah, he was saying the same thing. So. Yeah, so God our prayer, uh, we're always praying for the military. Uh, thank all of you who are listening, uh, who have. Participate in the military for your service, and particularly anybody in the middle of this. Yeah, it just made me be, and one, I guess one positive aspect of it is just makes me appreciate this country and yeah. and the freedoms that we have. I mean, they were talking a lot about what's already taking place to Christians there, and yeah. and that they've they've made it fairly fairly clear that the Taliban is going to go after certain groups and individuals. And yeah, it's while while things are never perfect in our country, it's a great blessing to be here. So yeah, and the stories uh, as we're just watching the news of the uh, the men and women military mm-hmm. who are you know pulling people over walls no, and amazing. trying to give water. They're I amazing. mean, gosh, it's just heroic. There's this one one of the photos that went viral was of a, a GI. I mean, in all of his gear, and he's holding a baby. I don't know exactly yeah. know how he how he got a hold of the baby, but yeah. it was just it's just good people. The look on his face was really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So we just yeah thank all, all our military honor them yeah amen amen 
Um, this week has some a great, lot. a lot going a lot on going feast on. days. A yeah. lot going on. A lot going on. And maybe a feast day that you normally wouldn't be celebrating at home, but is a big deal for Franciscans, or at least TOR Franciscans. Is that specific? St. Yep, Louis? Yep. St. Louis, key, France, yep. Okay. Um, yeah, just he's a patroness. And, and one of the things, patron, patron one yeah. of the things that, that we appreciate is he was a ruler, you know, king, but he... he Which Louis was he? A France... I know, um, but well, like year seventh. Well, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, like the I know. Of it, yeah. And it's awful. Father Jonathan St. Andre right now is just <laughs> like, Dave, you are the worst. <laughs> right. But one of the things that, that I, and, and it's funny because I always associate it with he, but it's not necessarily he, but his church in Rome is right by the Pantheon. Okay. And uh, there are two Caravaggios. Maybe there's three Caravaggio. And it's a painter that. I love to say that I love Caravaggio because he's really the only one I know, but that, that it makes Michelangelo. me sound, yeah, yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, and the yeah, other mutant, Leonardo teenage mutant. I've heard Heroes. of them, yep. Yeah, yeah Raphael. Raphael and something, right, right. So who is buried in Wait, in can the we remember the fourth turtle? No. Was there four or is there three? There's four. It was buried in the in the Pantheon. Be that the as fourth it may, Ninja Turtle was buried in the Pantheon? Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. I didn't know yeah, that yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, it was filmed there. Um, but yeah, so- Donatello. Donatello, that's, that's absolutely right. A for effort. Uh, but uh, Caravaggio has the calling of St. Matthew in the Church of St. Louis of France. Mm. And the Holy Father has a, a great devotion to St. Matthew. I think we, we maybe even talked a little bit about that. Yeah. But it's just that beautiful image of the Lord calling him um, and and the Lord gazed on him. And that's what right. our Holy Father said. He would always go, whenever he'd go to Rome, you go to St. Louis King of France Church and view and, and, and reflect and meditate on that image. So, yeah, um, yeah, he was uh, obviously a, a king, but he had a special devotion to the poor and helping out the poor. And so he's been, I don't I don't know when exactly he became our patron, but I should know more of this. So. You, you should. We'll bring Father, Father Jonathan, Jonathan on yeah, to yeah, the yeah, podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he'll actually explain this. Yes. One of my favorite Caravaggio paintings was the... Um, uh, the, the boat at sea. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's interesting. I used it uh, for the cover of the book I wrote about Peter. And the reason I was able to do that is because somebody stole it. And like, it's like one of the biggest art thefts ever. Really? Really? And nobody, then they never still, found it since. It's still, it's still they gone. Don't know where it is? It's still gone. Is so it in your room? It, that's where you got it, the it's picture. It's on the cover right? of my book. That's right. Yeah, that's sh- awesome. Don't tell people. Um, it's, okay. it's legal in Iceland. Okay, okay. Um, but um, what's cool about it is if you pay attention to it, and they always want you to pay attention to it, there's actually uh, 13 apostles on the boat. There's okay. 13 people on the boat in addition to Jesus. And the idea was uh, he was on the boat, like Caravaggio okay. yeah. painted himself. And, and that idea of the listener mm. being on the boat. He did a lot of cool things like that. Like even in The Calling of Matthew, he made it, a, well, a modern-day painting, right, you know, right. which, of course, isn't modern-day for us. And those people are like, Matthew didn't wear like you know garb of Levi's. Yeah, right. exactly. But um, but he was trying to always do things that put the listener into the moment. I right. mean, it was a very catechetical. You know, his painting was very catechetical in its nature and just gorgeous. Really, really beautiful. I love how he uses light, and he used. He was one of the first that used like just normal people. Yeah. For his um, paintings. Yeah, for the paint. Yeah, for the individuals, and like yeah. Our Lady is very normal right. and, and not regal. And it's just, yeah, it's really, really beautiful. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, cool. And then we have the Feast of St. Monica. Right, and here's the interesting connection to Ooh, that. Okay. So you go St. Louis, King of France, you take a left out of the church and go about one block and take a left and you get to the Church of St. Monica. Oh, really? And there's a Caravaggio there called the Pilgrim, which is really beautiful as well. But I love that church. It's a beautiful little church in Rome, again, near Pantheon. Mm-hmm. And it's where mothers go who are okay. having a difficult time getting pregnant. And... There's just actually there's a really a couple really cool things about this church. First off, 
this little altar with moms for centuries have gone there and prayed you know, to be able to get pregnant. And mm. they've left cards and little trinkets and things wow. like that. They're really beautiful. They also have this image. It's it's kind of a small statue, I guess. It's it's mounted on the wall of St. Anne and Mary and Jesus. And it's just interesting to see Grandma. Yeah, yeah. You know, to see that image, just a beautiful, beautiful image. And then, obviously, St. Monica is buried there. Right. And St. Monica, for every mother, and, and the number of emails that we've gotten over the year, right. moms and dads praying for their kids, she's just such a, a model of faithfulness and right. perseverance. And, and, and I, you know, I pray for the students, and, and I really do pray for the students, and and there's a, I don't know, just kind of a heaviness of my heart for a student who's having a hard time. I can't imagine what that must be like for a parent yeah. who who desires their son or daughter to come to know the Lord or just going through difficulties. And there must be this this connection that they have of Monica to never give up and to continue to pray and to always have hope that for 33 some odd years, Monica was praying for her son. Yeah. yeah. Some be- a beautiful insight I got this summer um, about St. Monica was... You know, I mean, St. Monica was a saint, and Hence. whether or not Augustine would have converted, she still would have been a saint. We might not have known about her, right, um, you know, because it's not about the results, it's about the faithfulness. And so I imagine there's a lot of other saintly moms that might not have had their child having a profound conversion, and it's easy, even, you know, my kids aren't that old, but... Um, when I even just the moments where I see them straying from the faith or not doing Christian things, right. so easy just to blame yourself, you know, for that one and just go, man, what did I do wrong? Yeah. You know, or maybe yeah. how did they not get this? And uh, and I know many uh, older parents that have kids that have just completely left the church. And our hearts go out to you, but our prayers go out to you, and certainly the prayer of Saint Monica. Also, you know, it's interesting. We've got Saint Monica and Saint Louis, both of whom are parents. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there are not a lot of those in. Our liturgical calendar, St. John Paul II, was very conscious of trying to yeah. bring more married saints to the forefront. That's absolutely neat. Um, but that's really beautiful. I didn't I didn't realize that about um, her church. Yeah, and, and it's, again, I think it, like you said, there's there's a weight, there's a burden, but, I mean, young oh. people, young pe- yeah, young people are going to make decisions. Sons and daughters are going to make decisions, and... You know, the individual parent can do everything right. Yeah. You know, and the reality is, is nobody ever does it right. Yeah. Perfectly all the time. And and there is a weight that people bear and, and a sense of guilt and fault. And I think the Lord really wants to free people of that, that that the Lord is is still able to work, even even in mom's and dad's mistakes, even right. if mom and dad legitimately made a mistake. I mean, some of the experiences I've had in dealing with some moms and dads that, yeah, did some things Right. Pretty messed up, but the Lord still breaks into that, and He's still merciful, and He still can work in the life of His young people. So it's not like they are doomed to a life of failure because of that. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely to have hope, yeah. you know, to have hope in all those things. Amen. And then the the following day, Saint Augustine. I'm sure that was intentionally done in the liturgical calendar. <laughs> it might have been, yeah, not not merely a coincidence. <laughs> I love Saint Augustine. You know, Saint Augustine is the most quoted saint in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Followed closely by Paul. Nope. Oh. No, well, okay, Scripture doesn't count. Oh, okay. Because you're right. Yeah. Okay. The, Bi- the Bible is 70% of the footnotes okay, okay. of the Catechism okay. is okay. Scripture, so okay. that would be Paul, sure. Um, after Augusta, Aquinas would yeah, be my that's guess. It. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Augustine and Aquinas are really the dominant um, the, the dominant figures yeah. quoted in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, which shows just the profound impact they had on just, like, I would say with Augustine, like changing the way the church thinks or seeing mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. seeing the church in a whole new way. I mean, similar with Aquinas, you know, mm-hmm. you just get to those moments and Pivotal. really it becomes 
a new way of thinking almost, yeah. you know, I mean, it, it, it builds off what was before, but really, uh, you know, his focus on, on grace, I mean, you know, to have somebody convert so late in life and have a great appreciation of. Yeah. Uh, but of again, I think like, like just that, that, that Augustine is the, the manifestation of the hope of Monica, you yeah. know, so, so that there is always hope. <clears throat> In, in the possibility of your kids and their conversion and their coming back to the Lord. And then, but, but, you know, I, one of the things that I like about Augustine is that oftentimes, in fact, I always laugh at Mother Angelica. She had a quote that the people who wrote the hagiographies, the, the lives yep. of the saints, are going to spend extra time in purgatory because they only <laughs> focus on all the wonderful things. But, you know, and, and that's not relatable. Right. And, but Augustine, that's one of the things I appreciate about Augustine, you know. He's very relatable. He, yeah, and he messed up, you know, yep. and, and it took him a while to get things together and, and through the prayers and the grace of the Spirit of God that he, he ends up coming back. But some of his quotes, a, a friend of mine just posted this, and, and, there's, and we're going to close with his most, I think, his most famous quote. But I thought this was great. He says, if you, believe in what, if you believe in what you like in the gospel and reject what you don't like, it's not the gospel you believe, but in yourself. Wow. And, that, and that's so true is that oftentimes we pick and choose what we like, and, yeah. and, and we quote those things a lot. Right. But the gospels are, are they're challenging. One of the other quotes I love about Augustine, he says, you're, you Christian, you're so careful not to drop the Christ in your hand at Eucharist, um, but you drop the Christ in the brother sister next to you. Mm. You know, that, that we have such this great devotion to Jesus in the Eucharist as we ought but Christ is present in that brother or sister that just drives us nuts. And, and to say that, that we can really believe in, in Jesus' presence in the Eucharist, which looks, appears to be bread, but he's not present in the person who actually looks like Jesus in the flesh, <laughs> right. right? That's that's a stretch for us. Yeah. My favorite quote, maybe you'll end with this, but I use it all the time whenever if I'm, you If you it's about steal love, my thunder. Maybe. Go. God loves each okay, one no, of us. All right, good. Well, it's a great quote, and I use it more than any other saint quote, that God loves each of us as if there were only one of us to be loved. Mm. I mean, mm. just the, in, you know, it's easy to say, oh, Jesus died for everybody, but, like, Jesus died for you. Like, and if you were the only person who accepted him, he would have gone through all of that because that's the power of his love. Yeah. I remember I mentioned that one time, and honestly, I didn't know that, that it was Augustine who yeah. said that. But somebody, a teenager, raises his hand and goes, well, if I was the only one, who would have crucified him? And I said, you would have. Oh, nice. And he would have let you. He's like, oh, I hadn't thought that one through, right? <laughs> nice. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, I just love the relationship between Augustine and Monica. And I love I love the, the liturgical year. It's, and, and I may have shared this before. It's like a photo album. Hmm. You go, you know, you're going through the year and there's the uncles and the aunts and the saints and you've got the ones that are a little eccentric and the ones that are, but that's, that's just one of the beauties and the richness of the church is, is saints and, and that we get to celebrate like this. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Well, if you're enjoying this conversation, you might enjoy this week's episode of Speaking with Deacons. Um, because Father Dave was on the show and uh, it's available now. Uh, this is going to be huge about in Singapore. This yeah, is what's yeah, going to get yeah, us yeah, back. Yeah. This, this is speaking with deacons. Might yep. be. I'll yep. have to. I'll have to find out the thing. Thanks, Father Dave. It was really great. As I'm preparing for my diaconate, I thought I'd love to have a podcast on homilies, and I went to the man. I've just Thanks. been so inspired. I mean, I remember things you've said, like a decade ago. In your homilies. I, oh, good. I was going to say, hopefully things that because <laughs> some more this weekend. Okay, some of the things I remember that you and I have said that 
or not so inspiring. <laughs> Dear to my heart, okay, but not yeah, inspiring. Yeah, 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 fair That's enough. That's great. Fair enough. So, no, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking, obviously, you, you speak all the time. So, I'm looking forward to having you ordained and having you preach with. It's going to be great. I'm looking yeah, forward to that. I'm super much. psyched. And thanks, everybody. A lot of the emails were prayers, prayers, prayers for my ordination, uh, God willing. Hey, we should give an update on Ben. Yeah, yeah, go for ben, it. Ben is doing, again, Ben uh, works at the university, had COVID. Honestly, there was... He's in my diaconate formation, which is why this yeah, is Yeah, exactly. Thank yeah. you. Several days that we weren't sure Ben was... This was actually beautiful. I mean, we stopped everything at the university, and I just invited everybody to come together on a Friday morning. We left work. We prayed at Rosary. We had Mass. And literally that day, he you began to see things change. And God willing, Ben will come home next week. Yeah. Yeah. It's Which just incredible. It's just an amazing, yeah. just amazing blessing. Yeah. yeah. He's eating food. Yeah. They yeah. took the trach out. The so please tube. keep uh, praying for him. And we're certainly praying for all of those struggling with sickness, struggling with illness. Yeah. And, COVID and obviously, or yeah, COVID, there's, it's kind of raging again. And, and pray for the people. This was a sad uh, uh, member of the staff at St. Francis University, the other university that he was run. He, he passed away from COVID. He was 28 years old, <sighs> married less than a year. It just, oh. just God, God bless him. Yeah. God bless his wife. It's just so very difficult. Keep that community in your prayer. It's very difficult for that community. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Um, we thought we might close with something that we talked a lot about this weekend, or Father Dave, you certainly talked a lot about this weekend. Uh, our scriptural theme here at Franciscan, um, you know, last year was stepping in faith, uh, which was awesome. Yep. And I this agree. year, Psalm one twenty seven one: Unless the Lord builds the house, in vain do the builders labor. Yes. Why and did we choose the Yoda translation? Um, I'm not sure. In vain do the labors build. Oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't. I that was don't impressive know. for eight a.m. No, it was. Yeah. Come on, that was a good. One. It was. It was. It was a good one. Thank you. It was a good one. Uh, I'm not sure exactly. I'll look into that okay, and, and get to you next week. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's been it's been the, one of the things that we've been praying and reflecting on a lot here at the university, reflecting on the call that St. Francis received to rebuild the church. And as we were praying about that, the thought was that if we we're going to invite the rebuilding of the church outside in the world, then it needs to make sure that our own house is clean. Yeah. And just inviting us as a university community to take a look. And and I sent out an email. I said that, you know, there are some things that are going to have to be torn down, you know, to, to, to really have a firm foundation again. And some things just need to be dusted off. But really taking a good look at the university and ourselves. But it always begins with ourselves, you know, yeah. that, that if the Lord isn't building it in my own life, then it's not going to be as effective and impactful in the life of the church and the university. So uh, it's a theme. There's a lot to think about. What does it look like to build? What are the things and materials that we're using to build? Um, what needs to be just kind of refurbished and dusted? So it's, it's, it's been a great blessing so far. Yeah, I, I, that psalm is actually one of my favorite psalms. I was really pumped when I heard that that was going to be our theme because later on in the psalm it talks about, and, and I, I go back to this a lot as somebody that maybe, you know, works harder at things than I should. You know, in vain is your, you know, rising early yeah, and yeah, staying yeah. up late because yeah. he grants sleep to those he loves. And just mm-hmm. just that idea of, you know, when it's in the Lord, uh, there there's a balance, you know, it, there's a... There's a piece. I mean, there's a lot of hard work with it, you know, yeah, to be, yeah, yeah, to be yeah. sure. But it's not. I think the psalmist is kind of painting a like a frenzied picture of somebody just working all hours of the day, you know, trying to get something done, not getting any sleep. Mm-hmm. And in vain, yeah, in vain it, is your early rising when going later to rest. It's yeah, such a great and, word. And at times in my life, I I think of that, and I find myself in those situations, and I'm like. Okay, Lord, wait a second. Like, you know, I, I think this was of you, or maybe there's part of it that's of you, 
Um, we've said this on the show before, but um, it's another St. Augustine quote. It's not St. Augustine. I don't know who said it. But he said that whatever the devil can't stop, he accelerates. Mm-hmm. And the challenge of people in ministry, you know, first the devil wants us to stop doing ministry. But then when we do any holy actions, it's like do more, do more, do more, do mm-hmm. more. You know, I think um, I think it's Mark Hart who often says that purgatory is filled with people who did more. Did he steal that from you? Yes, I think it was Father Dave Pavanka that said purgatory is filled with people who, who do did more, more than God asked them. He didn't give you credit for that. Way to go, Mark Hart. Nice job, Mark Hart. He's dumb. Bible, He's Bible dumb. geek. Yeah. No, but but I think that's just a really, really good word is that, and it's what we, we've talked about here a lot at the university, is that I want to be able to do what the Lord is doing. And, and to the degree that we are moving in that, it's not just us doing all of our work and say, okay, Lord, bless this. Right. But it's really being quiet and still and say, okay, Lord, what do you want? And when people ask, what, what can I pray for, Father Dave? Uh, nine times out of ten, I say discernment is, is I just want to be able to have the mind of the Lord and the heart of the Lord and then being able to have that be confident and comfortable in how we're moving. Is yeah. the other time out of ten praying that Notre Dame has a successful football season? Oh, our first game Sunday, not this Sunday, the following Sunday against Florida State in Florida State. They've got a tough season. Four of their teams that they're playing are coming in off of a bye in the season, which is hard. So I appreciate you bringing that up and letting me just kind of vent about that. The other – and we have not talk, talked to sports at all, but while <laughs> we're here – I just realized that as I mentioned it. Here, thought, oh, my gosh, we almost went through a whole while podcast. We're here, Miguel Cabrera hit his 500th home run yesterday uh, or day before, I guess. Wow. Um, for Detroit Tigers, first Venezuelan to hit 500 home runs. So there you have it. There you have it. There you have it. That's fantastic. Well, Amen. maybe just to conclude with somewhat of a spiritual thing. Sorry, okay. I totally ruined that. No, that's all right. But just maybe to – the thing I really loved about this weekend that you already said in the podcast, but it's so good. Um, it starts with us, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, it's easy, even as like a member of the university to think, Oh, okay. What, what kind of programs do I need to do? Or maybe what kind of classes should we offer or what, you know, and just that idea that that idea of the Lord building a house in us. Amen. Um, and maybe as just for our listeners, you know, as, as you're starting, many of you are starting school years, either yourself or with your kids. September always seems like, you know, as we head into it, like a, I know this. I know the year starts in January. I always feel like it starts in September, but maybe that's just because I work we at live university. In the yeah. Maybe some others do that way. And so take this entering into a new season. Maybe it's just fall um, as an opportunity to say, Lord, what are you building? Uh, what aren't you building? You know, what are things that I need to move to the side? Get rid of yeah. what are things I need to dust off, and just let the Lord speak to you and, and bless you in that. And and keep praying with us and participate in us, uh, you know, as we are doing the work here at Franciscan. We're certainly praying for you, grateful that you are a part of our family just by listening or sending kids here or being yep. a student here as we get to see you on campus. And praise God. Amen. We're going to close with, I think, one of the most beautiful texts ever written. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's going to be the uh, prayer that Augustine wrote. So this will be our closing prayer. Okay. Amen. Amen. It's just beautiful. He says, late have I loved thee, O beauty, ever ancient, ever new. Late have I loved you. You were within me, but I was outside. And it was there that I searched for you. And in my unloveliness, I plunged into the lovely things which you created. You were with me, but I was not with you. Created things kept me from you, yet if they had not been in you, they would not have been at all. You called, you shouted, you broke through my deafness. You flashed, you shone, and you dispelled my blindness. You breathed your fragrance in me. I drew in breath, and I pant for you. I have tasted you, and now I hunger and I thirst for more. You have touched me, and I burn for your peace. 
Amen. 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 God bless you, Bobby. God bless you. And thank you, all of you. Uh, send us an email, hope at franciscan.edu. I've got my account back, so I'll reply to them. Nice. That's hope at franciscan.edu. We're praying for you. Pray for us. God bless. Amen. Amen.